Hey guys, uh, welcome. Thank you for taking some time to watch this. Uh, I'm Matt Larson, but I think you probably know that already. And this is uh, Burton Sherry Alcorn with me. Hello. Hey. Uh, we wanted to take some time and talk through uh, just a little bit of Burton Sherry's uh, life and the things that are leading up to an upcoming sabbatical that's going to start here in January. And uh, just to give a sense of their story up to this point and also how this sabbatical has taken shape and why it's so important at this stage in their life. So that's uh, the general overview of what this video is for. It'll be a little longer than maybe the normal videos that we post, but we figure you're watching it because you're interested and it's worth the time to process these things and talk it through. So I uh, wanted to start by just um, kind of setting you guys up for a little bit of storytelling. Uh, a lot of people at Anthem won't fully know the story of Anthem Ventura and just kind of where life for you guys has been for the last eight years. So would you maybe walk us through and fill us in on a little bit of that? Yeah. Uh, as, as we were thinking and, and chatting about kind of the story of church planting over the years, that story actually starts before we planted with Sherry inviting me to Anthem almost 10 years ago. Almost 12. Almost 12 years yeah. ago. It's a long time. Time we're has old. no meaning. Yeah. Uh, 12 years ago, uh, we, we had just started to date. I was looking for a church and Sherry goes way back with Matt um, mm -hmm. and uh, she invited me and I came and I loved it and I found Anthem awesome and peculiar and quirky and exciting and robust, all those things and and really felt like this is this is where God was stirring me to be and to make a home and um, to pursue some some mission in. Um, so uh, we didn't necessarily come in with the desire for church planting. No. It was not on our radar really at all. Not at all. It's still a pretty new idea to me. But early early on in my time with Anthem, I get together with Matt. Yeah. Was it a lunch or is it a coffee? I would say lunch, but uh, maybe actually, you, I think with you it was coffee. With Josh, it was Chipotle. There so. it is. All right. <laughs> so we, we, we grabbed a coffee and you know we, we start talking and sharing life and stories. And then Matt says, I think you should plant a church with us, which I'm convinced to this day he tells to everybody he gets a coffee with, so watch out. <laughs> and it's only like the crazy few who actually take it seriously. But yeah. we, we took it seriously yeah. and took it to prayer and a lot of conversation. I said, oh, geez, my pastor says, I, you know, mm -hmm. I, should, I should really consider this and think about this. Yeah. And so that began kind of a long journey for us, considering and processing that. Yeah, so the... I think ask was kind of that it would be an Anthem church somewhere in Ventura County-ish, mm -hmm. not just, hey, would you plant an Anthem somewhere in the world, but it's somewhere around Ventura County. And I grew up in Thousand Oaks. I, at the time, was like, Thousand Oaks is the greatest city in the whole world. Why Which would I leave it? Pretty much true. Can we just yeah, have peak, another... Peak Thousand Oaks, yeah. <laughs> Can we just have another Anthem Thousand Oaks? <laughs> But no, that we weren't going to do that. And so we started praying and considering where my God wants to send us. And so it was actually Bert first really felt stirred towards Ventura. And so we started spending more date nights out there. We started praying about that and seeing what God might have for us in Ventura. And um, what year was that? Was that, that was 2013. 13. We started dreaming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we we part of the reason we didn't come in with a desire for church planting is we is unfamiliar and we had not seen it modeled really well. And so something about the anthem way was really compelling mm -hmm. and interesting and and thought provoking for us. Um, and and even ha and where we were looking, kind of when and where was part of that consideration. Yeah. And as we just started to enjoy our time in Ventura, spent date mm -hmm. nights out there. We also had so many friends move there, mm -hmm. and we just started to compile this list of people, not necessarily 
people who'd be like a part of our church, but just a list of friends, of coworkers, of acquaintances, people who were commuting to a mm-hmm. church, people who were disconnected yeah. from a church, people who were, were lost and did not know Jesus at all. And that list just began to grow and grow and became really compelling for us. So it was yeah. the, the people side of things that really was was starting to bubble up as maybe this is, um, this is something we should really consider mm-hmm. and, and run after. Yeah, so there's like a couple of things happening at the same time. While we were considering where to church plant, we actually rooted in here at Anthem mm-hmm. Thousand Oaks, um, particularly Bert, but both of us, we were getting the student ministry up off the ground that Phil now leads so beautifully and Jake as well. Oh yeah. And so, and also Bert was doing campus pastor stuff. And then in early 2000. 14, we started a community group in Ventura while we were also had some responsibilities here at Anthem in Thousand Oaks. And um, quickly in that year, we had the community group we'd started at Multiplied, and we just really fell in love with Ventura. We also just were seeing a vision for a church in downtown Ventura specifically. There, we just saw... Um, just a darkness in downtown Ventura specifically and us and as well as the people who ended up being part of our launch team, we just had a dream of reaching people and being a light in downtown in particular. As we started chatting with other leaders in the city and pastors and just getting to know the spiritual history of the city, just seeing a lot of churches actually started in downtown and either closed or moved into other parts of the city and bought property or building. And there's one church, there's one really beautiful church in downtown that we got to partner with a lot over the years, but kind of everything else was just this big vacuum in downtown. We, I think we felt compelled not only by by that um, kind of vacuum of downtown, but also so many of our friends just lived there. It's where mm-hmm. we got our first house in Ventura. We were renting a little bungalow uh, thing. Yeah. And it sounds way more romantic than it was. Uh, but we, we had this little thing in downtown Ventura and we just walked everywhere yeah. and, and that was that was our neighborhood. And so we rooted ourselves in downtown and I think what started is just a, a dream actually became like a conviction for that particular area. Even though we had people driving in from different parts of the city, uh, to have some rootedness in downtown was really important for that early those early years. Yeah. So the story of Anthem Ventura, it was about a nine year story, yeah. all, you know, all said and done from uh, beginning to the the sunset earlier this year, which is obviously where you guys have come from and are now a yeah. part of Anthem Thousand Oaks. Maybe walk us through the later years of Anthem Ventura and how it kind of came to uh, even a place where we made the decision to yeah. close it. That's good. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, I'll start. Well, we felt like early 2020, things were finally going really, really well. <laughs> really early 2020. So it's like yeah. really five years in. <laughs> we had... First elder team in. We we're financially sustainable. We had some momentum. We feel like, yeah. got this. Yes. Ventura... <laughs> it's like January 2020. Yes. <laughs> Ventura was a lot more spiritually dark than I think we expected. And so our church planting journey was... It was hard. It was really hard, just to be honest. And so it finally felt like there was momentum and we were finally at like a sustainable place for a small church. And then COVID happened and that just like decimated our church. Um, It was particularly hard on our kids. A lot of the families with kids about their age moved away or left the church. And so that was a huge struggle for us. And, um, you know, we're just you know, questioning, like, what is happening, you know, and especially like, wow, things felt like it was going really good. And um, it turns out 
throughout that, Bert and I were leaning into a lot of just the conviction of being resilient disciples. And no matter what happens in our life, being able to be walking with God and knowing that He is with us, He is for us, and we can have a vibrant life in the Spirit even when things feel really hard. And so that kind of led us into um, the year of 2022. I'm like, what year are we in now? (laughs) And it felt like God had stirred something new in our church for the year of 2022. And we had this beautiful season. We had this incredible group of um, people, it felt like there was just like this beautiful remnant left, mm-hmm. um, and it was a joy. Yep, like paradoxically, our last like year or two were like our hardest probably, mm-hmm. but our best. Yeah. Uh, there's these there's these lines. One in James one: Consider pure joy when you face trials of any kind. It produces character, steadfastness, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then in First Peter one, there's P- Peter takes this idea of like enduring various trials for a season as like a refining fire, like gold gets refined in fire. So what comes out on the other end is is actually better and it's more pure. And I think we we lived some of that where it was, I think Sherry's underplaying how, how difficult those years were. Saying, And you know, if you've been hanging around California for any length of time, you've yeah. experienced some amount of those goodbyes. Mm-hmm. And some were gospel goodbyes where you got to send and pray for and bless and really enjoy the movement that happens in the gospel. And some of them were just downright hard goodbyes. Um, and I, I think through that though, was like something was being forged in that, mm-hmm. that remnant that was left over. Mm-hmm. It's a good word. That remnant that was left over, that was tremendous yeah. and um, just like worth everything that we'd gone through with, with those people. Um, however, it's good yes. and it's hard, but that also did not mean there was a forever story there. Mm-hmm. And so I think working through the last year or so, I think we started to feel these really conflicting things of these are the greatest people. And I think there's good, deep Holy Spirit work happening. Um, there's mission that's happening. There is a togetherness that's happening, but also it, that's not translating into sustainable future for a church plant either, you know? And so I think we just, towards the end of 2022, just started asking those why questions in prayer, in journaling, in conversation with each other, although those were like cryptic at the beginning uh, because we didn't want to be a Debbie Downer, you know? But just like, what is God up to right now? This feels weird. It feels like we've come out of this, like the forge and Mm -hmm. where we should be feeling some sense of like light shoulders, let's go. And we're feeling something different. And I think there was through some honest conversation you and I had, then through the lens of mentors and some of the other team around us, I think we just began to discern God's actually turning, like changing the season for us. And just because the last few years were good does not mean it would go forever. But there's, I think there's some sense of like, we got to end really well yeah. uh, in the story of Anthem Ventura. There, there's a lot more that can be yeah. said there, but I think as we started becoming honest with each other and with God about what the season was looking like, we then took it to Matt and Kristen, to Kevin and Keeley down at Anthem Camarillo, a few other trusted mentors like mm-hmm. Terry Fouché and Chris Vinand, and, um, but also with our elder team on the ground in Ventura mm-hmm. and just started really openly processing with them. And a few things were becoming quickly like apparent. Uh, that one, uh, we were not ending this thing because of a moral failure, sex scandal, money laundering, like uh, abusive leadership, yeah. or like all these other things that we read about, like that's not the story of our church. Um, but what was the story is we felt like our season of leading this community was coming to an end. 
um, we started to see in our kids the um, I don't know how you describe it the uh, the wear and tear of of church planting in a hard city with them. Um, and if you can do the math, you know our kids had grown up with this church plant. Yeah. We I was pregnant with our first when we had started the community group out in Ventura, yeah. and so our kids really grew up with this church plant, and we saw this church plant in Ventura as a way and a call for a family, something Bert and I did together, something we brought our kids along into as much as we could. And so they got a front row seat to church plant, to ministry. They loved it. They loved the church and they deeply cared for each and every person at our church. And so people- And a conviction for us is uh we wanted our kids to love Jesus more because we planted a church, not less. Yeah. And so, especially towards the end of 2022, we really saw the toll on our kids um, make me cry. It just was absolutely wrecking them and um, wasn't expecting that. And so we really were trying to think like, you know, God, I don't think your desire is that our kids would just be burnt out. (laughs) We know we don't want to sacrifice them on the altar of church planting. And so we just started considering what what might be next and so even just with our kids consideration all other aspects of life as well you can ask us we can tell you all the stories about ways god was just kind of slowly removing us from ventura actually one way that was not slowly was that we had not we did not have a house to live in um (laughs) that's a whole other story so that's a whole other story (laughs) but just the ways that god was kind of shutting some doors and um, and so we started considering what might be next. But we are so grateful for our, you know, just the way we got to yeah. end the church. And it was really beautiful and difficult, but it was really beautiful. I think as we just like look back on like nine years, I think we, we look back with a lot of fondness and gratitude, sadness, yeah. I think, because we left something good, but also a, a sense of um, com- completeness in a way like yeah. there was a like we we went out as an act of obedience i think we're sustained by jesus uh through really hard years as an act mm-hmm. of obedience and feel like we ended a season in an act of obedience and in that we saw people come to faith come back to faith marriages restored people growing in depth and leadership and just like beautiful stories wow. that as we look back we're like oh shoot we're sad but mm-hmm. also like so grateful for that season. Yes. Mm-hmm. On our final Sunday gathering, we had an open mic and people got to share stories. And even just in the last year of people sharing stories of ways that God brought healing to marriages that felt absolutely hopeless, uh, healings like physically and people who were praying to conceive babies. It was just the coolest way to look back on that final year of what God had done and how he had grown people, grown uh, our faith in him. It was incredible to see that. And I think the the last thing, we should move on. We got like three other points to talk about. But I think the last thing is we just think about our time. Like one of the fun, I I made some incredible friends with pastors in Ventura and they're still like great. I still drive up and see them all the time. And they're just like deep, brotherhood of doing life and ministry in a, in a challenging city. And the last time I was with them about a month ago, and the last time we were together, um, 
we, they were just, we're just kind of going around and checking in. And, and I, and I had talked with, um, a few, I knew a, a bunch of our people had made their way to other churches. In fact, every single person from our church has made their way to another church, but a few of them were around the circle. And I was just asking, Hey, how's, how's so-and-so, um, how are they doing? How's that? You know, I knew some of the things that we were, we're kind of handing off to another set of church leaders and, and they were giving that update. And I, and I asked this guy, Chris, I was like, Hey, we know I just, I used to use their names because they're the best. James and Lindsay, they were on the elder team with us and just say, hey, how are they doing? I know they like landed back with you guys. And he starts to like, and like share some really profound like um, encouragements towards Sherry and I and Anthem Ventura and the Anthem family for the kind of people they have become because they spent time with us and how they are. Uh, he had known them before, and now they are they're with him, uh, growing in leadership and just like profoundly impacted. And he's like, "Whatever you guys did there, like, well done, because we our church is reaping the benefit of your work with them." And I, and I feel like I've heard that story a number of times over the last few months, um, kind of as we're here, we're rooted here, we're doing life and ministry, but still kind of hearing the dribble of stories come out of Ventura. And and I think we just. In some of how we sunsetted, we feel like we got to bless 10 other churches in Ventura wow. uh, with people we really we trust with our lives, who were um, compassionate, who care deeply about the family of God, who were generous, who were sacrificial, and they went to all these different churches in Ventura and are blessing them right now. And for us, that's like, thank you, Lord, for that. Like, yeah. that's such a sweet gift on the, on the back end. So part of the catalyst for this video is that come January 15th, you guys are going to be actually heading out on a three-month sabbatical. And for people at Anthem TO, they might have just seen you guys come in and you know feel like, okay, the Alcorns are here, they're a part of the team, and then you're going to be gone. So we, we wanted to give a bit of the backstory and yep. just like the, how did this all come about? Because if somebody's lived experience in Anthem TO could just be, sure. they just wouldn't understand. Yeah. Um, would you kind of backtrack and tell the story of how sabbatical came up uh, and what, just from an Anthem Ventura point of view, yep. uh, cr paving the way for you guys to take a sabbatical after what would have been, I think, nine years of leadership. Yep. Uh, what did that, yeah, what took place? And talk about the origin story of what's about to happen. Some of, the, some of the origin story with our sabbatical is just kind of the the Anthem philosophy or yeah. kind of like you and Kristen paved the road for that a few years back of just like, this is how we invest in pastoral longevity and health in the yeah. long haul. And so that kind of framework was already embedded in us when we went out uh, and it was embedded in our elder team. Part of putting together that elder team was, hey, there is a sabbatical coming for Burton Sherry where we can invest in a prolonged season of, of rest and recovery and reset and all that stuff for them. And so there's some sense of like, we want to prepare well for that now. So that was happening. Um, 2020. 2020, we were kind of laying the groundwork for that. And like, okay, what needs, in a small little church, plant, what needs to happen so Bert and Sherry can, can step out for a little bit. So this had been in the works for a really long time. Our desires, maybe that every seven year rhythm, and that had been pushed back a few times. And so we'd actually landed on January, 2024, a year, a year and a year half, half or ago? two years ago. It's yeah. just like, hey, let's target that and let's set aside some time, some leadership, whatever is necessary to make that happen. And yeah, so I think it got pushed back because COVID hit our church pretty hard. But um, as we were kind of ending uh, Anthem Ventura and Sunsetting, mm -hmm. one of the key things that both our Ventura elder team and the teams here at Anthem Camry on Thousand Oaks was really concerned with, are you still taking your sabbatical. Mm -hmm. And and I think our Ventura elder team fought really hard to do that. And they even mm -hmm. asked us, which was an incredible gift, do you want to take this now? 
uh, at the end, or do you want to have a little bit of time and space to reset and then yeah. and then to take it? Um, and for us, I think a conviction around sabbaticals, if at all possible, we want it to be less about recovery, more about like preparation mm-hmm. for the future. So that's some of how we yep. know, came yeah. upon that for for our story. Yeah. But we had been budgeting for it for a while. We'd been planning for it a while. Like the leadership team had been behind it. And so that's something Anthem Tio kind of inherited when we when we came onto the team. And I think one of the really sweet gifts yeah. is our is our church was actually able to pay for the sabbatical. I mean, it's pretty wild to think about just uh, the church being able to support you guys financially, even, you know, posthumously, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and just to, to actually create this space for you. It, yeah. I think it showed a lot of care in you guys yeah. as leaders and wanting to honor this thing that the church had had said yes mm-hmm. to years ago uh, and being able to continue to give into that and yeah. create that space for you guys. So yeah. that's been pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah we're amazing. so grateful for that. And just for clarification, when we came on to here at Thousand Oaks, we didn't know that yeah. this sabbatical would be covered by our Ventura yeah, we had church. No we didn't know quite where or, you know, we didn't know how we'd be paying for sabbatical at that point. Yeah. And um, we just felt so blessed by people from our church in Ventura pouring into us in that way and blessing us. And so we we're so grateful. It just feels like a beautiful, yeah. I don't know, parting gift almost. Yeah, totally. But we just feel completely blown away by that. Yeah. So that was kind of the origin story of the idea of sabbatical. You've been at TO for almost a year now. Uh, maybe talk about the impact that that's had on you guys, your family. What's it been like being, uh, you know, back home for you, Sherry, um, you know, in Dodger territory for you, Bert. Uh, just, yeah, what's it What's it been like? I think Ventura's still Dodger territory. Okay, yeah, that's true. Or I live in closer, exile. Right? Yeah. I live in exile. Uh, well, I think right off the bat, like when we came back to Anthem TO in the springtime, we actually didn't have like intention of joining the staff. We actually had no idea what was next. Mm-hmm. We were, should we consider another church plant? Should we take a beat from church ministry? Should I go out into the business world and get a job? Like yeah. everything was on the table. And so for us, coming back to Anthem TO was just a home for our family. We knew it would be a safe harbor. Yeah. So that was before job stuff was kind of sorted through. That yeah. was just like, we knew this would be a safe spot for our family to grow and thrive and heal and recover and it has been that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And so uh, Bert ended up joining the team in the springtime, like very quickly. It was, I think we feel, felt like this is a place that Bert can be used this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, the elder team here was really gracious to just say it could be short term. And if you feel like God has a different assignment for you after sabbatical, that is fine. Um, but Bert has been really enjoying kind of sinking his teeth in here. One of the things that I was feeling was I actually wanted to take a step back and so grateful Matt and Kristen immediately said, absolutely. Some of our other mentors actually said the same thing. I've been able to focus on being a wife and a mom and we homeschool our kids. And so that's been, I feel it's like a gift this year just to spend, it feels like the time that's needed to grieve something that we loved, moving out of a city that we loved, a church that we just poured our whole hearts into over the last, you know, eight or so years. And so coming in here, one of our biggest prayers was that it would be a great place for our kids. Whatever was next, we wanted it to be somewhere that our kids would just thrive. And we've been just blown away by God answering those prayers. They have just loved being here at Anthem TO. They love 
coming to church. They would prefer to come at 7 a.m. with Bert and, <laughs> you know, stay till 2 p.m. if if we would let them to every week. They just fell in love with Jenny and the whole kids team. And so honestly, just as a moment to say thank you to yeah. those of you who are part of the kids team or just those of you who've poured into our kids or us as yeah. a family. We're so grateful. Um, and our kids have made friends here yeah. and it feels like, you know, as I think as a parent, yeah. to see your kids in a place where they are thriving and just feel loved and cared for, it means a lot. I think we've been able to do the grief thing here and work through that. We've been able to do deep work in us, continue that that deep work. Um, uh, I think we've gotten to uh, like reconnect in a different way as a family and see our, and see our kids thrive. Um, and I think particularly for me, I've I felt useful this year, um, which we were not coming to the end of Ventura like burnt out, like nothing in the tank. We actually feel like we wanted to keep going with what God had in front of us. And so I think the yeah. ability to play a role and help yeah. support the rest of the team has been actually really life-giving. Yeah. Yeah. We came in like we felt really tired, yeah. but at the same time, we both felt like God's not done with us. Yeah. And, you know, like Bert mentioned, we considered like, is our time working in ministry over? And we just really felt like, no, I think God still has something for us. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really exciting to see kind of how that's been playing out here at Anthem. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so you guys are going to be gone for a few months, starting, I think it's January 15th is your, uh, is your out date. Um, why don't you, you can stay high level, but just walk yeah. us through, what's the basic overview of your sabbatical? What are you hoping to see happen uh, during the time? Yeah, I think, um, like sabbaticals, it's for renewal, yeah. you know, it's, and there's, there's some fun vacation, memory-making bits, but the overarching purpose is like growing in intimacy with God mm -hmm. and being refreshed and restored by Him. And so for us, what's been modeled for us really well and what we have adapted to ours is kind of these three phases of, of sabbatical, one being rest, just the kind of the pulling away and unwinding and detoxing from communication and leadership and ministry demands and just the regular pace of life. Um, and so uh, that's kind of the first portion. The second portion, this reset, recalibration, this foundation laying work that God will do with and through us. Um, and then kind of thinking about re-entry and, and re-looking at the assignment that God has for us as we conclude. And so yeah, we're, we're excited. We're going to be spending the bulk of our time in South Africa, actually, which is both fun, but also there are a lot of Genesis connections and mentors yeah. and friends that we have there that we're excited to pour into our, our life. We were really itching for like a cross-cultural experience for our kids. And so we'll be with them in yeah. South Africa for a long time. Yeah. Bert and I have been so impacted by being able to visit other countries and see how God is working. And just seeing, I think it's so easy to get caught up in a bubble just in Ventura County. Life is pretty good. It's pretty easy. But to go to other parts of the world, it just broadens your view. And so we'd been praying about wanting to take our kids to another country. And so this felt like a great opportunity to yeah. use part of our sabbatical to go somewhere else. Yeah. So. And throughout, we'll be meeting with like mentors and counselors, I think um, engaging in some some deep work. Um, and I think what's unique about a, a sabbatical for like a church leader is it's deep work, not for the church necessarily, yeah. but, but for us. <laughs> um, and just like asking God to shape us and form us in the way he sees fit. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So how can be, people be praying for you guys over the next uh, three months? I know it's not a question that I asked before. I <laughs> you know how I do. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Unplanned. Yeah. Um, 
I think prayers, I mean, just in general for our health and safety as we travel, but just I think one of the things I've been thinking of is just kind of a like reorient reorienting ourselves as a family like we've been spending this year doing and as we think about what the next season of life looks like just that god would continue to do like deep work in our family binding us together to the um, the five of us and deep love and understanding for one another and so that those have been kind of the things i've been thinking of and just any other also the lasting maybe effects of some of the hard years we had in Ventura for us, for our kids, just any other things that um, need to be worked through Mm -hmm. that we would, I think, have the courage to actually dig into those things as they come to the surface with us or with our kids and just grace for each other and wisdom. Yeah. I I think we hope to come back restored, um, with deeper intimacy with Jesus and and ultimately like a, a renewed like vision and vigor for the assignment that he's mm-hmm. given us. And so we know that's not something we control. At, at best sabbatical, we can set the table for those things mm-hmm. to happen. And so I think just asking you, our church family, for prayer as we endeavor on that. Yeah. Well, um, I think we're uh, wrapped up here, so. Oh, Yeah. Well, <laughs> our video right now, but the audio is still going. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think just uh, for our church, as we um, as we think about sending you guys out, you know, I just I I really didn't want you to disappear into uh, a vacuum. I didn't yeah. want it to just be like the family disappears. And the fact is, you guys are starting coming right out of Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. So it just you know people can miss yeah. your exit. And so I yeah. think for this to live. Uh, on our website or in a podcast form or whatever it is for the next few months so that people can hear a bit more of your story. I think it'll actually help us receive you back better yeah. in April as you guys are coming back yeah. in and uh, really stepping into the next season of and life for clarity, and ministry. We are coming back. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we're looking forward to that. Yeah. The big reveal. Yeah. I, I already can't wait to have you back. So uh, thank you guys for taking the time to do yeah. this. I really appreciate, appreciate yeah. it. I hope it was helpful for uh, those that listened and watched and just get a chance to know you guys better. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, thank you guys. Yeah. Love it. All right.